What is up, everyone? And welcome back to the show about sports. I'm your uh, host, Griffin Proc. And as you know, we're here talking about sports today, and specifically the NFL, because that's why you clicked on it. And that's the best topic to be talking about right now, because you know baseball is happening, but we're not quite towards the playoffs. Also, college football is kind of in the works, but there's no off-season talk about topics, and then NBA is kind of dead quiet this offseason. So we're back with some more NFL. And honestly, you probably clicked on this because you wanted to see where your team landed on my overrated, underrated, and properly rated uh, list here. Now it's going to be broken down by subgroups, so I'm not going to be explaining every single team just right off the bat. I put them all into separate subgroups, which you can think of as not tiers, but similar to that and what you see in other types of formats on other shows out there. So if you haven't already, please follow, like, subscribe, rate, do whatever. Really appreciate all the viewership, all the downloads. We're already at like 140 downloads. Like I just really appreciate that. It's been nothing but success so far and I love all the feedback that I'm getting and specifically if you want to talk with me about sports go into threads threads by Instagram threads by meta whatever you want to call it that's where I'm posting all of my content this is where I post some of the stuff beforehand talk about it interact with all the different sports figures out there and so please follow me on that let me know what your thoughts are on stuff like this and feel free to uh, chirp me you know in the comments I d you don't have to agree you know and I I'm not I don't know at all but I hope by the end of this season some of the stuff I've said in the first four episodes kind of holds true by the end so without further ado let's let the intro play a little bit and then we'll uh, just jump into things alrighty let's start with overrated because that's always the fun place to start and gets the most people riled up now I have a full bunch of overrated teams in here I think I have about eight teams so we're going to start with the first subgroup of overrated and here's what it is. everything has like a quote for it a title if you will so this one is is my QB able to win us big games now a lot of you are instantly jumping to the teams I'm about to say and I know because it makes sense it's the questions that we always have about these teams now is my QB able to win big games Cowboys, Chargers, and Browns. Now, we start with the Cowboys. I mean, that's been the story about Dak. It used to be a great story, and now everyone that's a Cowboys fan and a media member is almost a little on edge. They're specifically Cowboy fans, I bet, are a little more upset. They're ready for that next step. They haven't graced some sort of Super Bowl slash NFC championship really in a in a long time, ever since Dak arrived. And that's kind of the issue is, is he overly talented to get you to that next phase? And we just don't know. We don't know. It could be lack of, you know, arm mobility and skill, or his game has really changed because he's taken some pretty serious injuries. And again, it doesn't all fall on the QBs in this uh, category, but it's kind of harder not to put it all on the QBs based on these teams and what they have surrounding them. Now, they have Tony Pollard now taking over. They have CeeDee Lamb still. They picked up Brandon Cooks. Which is essentially Brandon Cooks comes in because Michael Gallup tends to get hurt a little too often for my liking. So a veteran like Brandon Cooks is always really important. And they always have like a top five, top seven offensive lineman. Now, I think losing Schultz at the tight end will be a big loss. But Luke Shoemaker uh, coming in as a rookie, I think, will really take a lot of great reps and be just like a perfect second tight end behind uh, Jake Ferguson. So 
they have all the pieces on offense for Dak to find. He just needs to target CeeDee Lamb like Aaron Rodgers does for or did for Devontae Adams. They need to get Tony Pollard the ball. He's a little quicker. He's got that burst in him, unlike we saw Zeke kind of losing his speed. And then on the defensive end, they're a top five, top ten defense. I mean, they brought in Stephon Gilmore. He's going to do great in the backfield. And they just have their same guys, you know, Diggs, Parsons, Lawrence, <laughs> Van Der Esch, if you even want to go into that tier. And so that's why they're in the, is my QB able to win big, ga- big games? Because it just doesn't feel like they ever can. And that kind of leads into the Chargers. Yes, we have Justin Herbert, not as old, not as uh, been around, but he has zero playoffs wins and the media and everyone would talk about them like they've won the Super Bowl every year. And his talent is incredible. Well, if his talent's incredible, I need to see it. I need to see him win big games. I understand you can put coaching, schematics, defense on these teams, and you can be like, yeah, that's the reason. But QB's the most important player on the field. They make the decisions. They push your team above the line. So I just need to see a playoff win. You know, they went, uh, what was it, 9-7 and uh, seven last year? 10-7, and seven, I think. Yeah, I just like 10 and 7 in a division where you should be just competing with the Chiefs because everyone got a little too high on the Broncos and the Raiders last year. So it's kind of a cleaner division than most people once thought. So, and I get it. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, like we've discussed on other podcasts, might almost be overrated in themselves. Keenan Allen kind of going past his prime, injury prone. And then Mike Williams is kind of, is he there? Is he not? Can't really tell. He's moving around. Some people are saying he's going to play in the slot this year. Like, you mean 6'6", six, six, Mike Williams in the slot? Okay, tight end almost. But Quinton, William, Quinton Johnston coming in I think is going to be a huge help to them. And then hopefully just Gerald Everett makes catches and doesn't you know mess things up when they pass it to him late. And they have a great offensive line too uh, held up by Rashawn Slater uh, there. It's their defense that obviously is going to get another overrated tag. I know this is the, is the QB able to win big games. But the narrative is that their defense is kind of getting old. And their stars like the Bosa's and the Joseph Days and the Khalil Max and the JC Jacksons and Derwin James Jr. You might be like, dang, that's a loaded roster. And you'd be like, yes, maybe five years ago. Now it's kind of like, let's just get some more production. I know we're a little tired as we get through the season, but can the QB take them above the top? Now, all of these are based off of the narratives that are out there. I am not ranking these teams. Now, people are ranking these teams and I'm determining whether I think they might be a little too overrated, underrated, or properly rated, but I'm going around and you'll see when I get to the properly rated section that people are going to, you're going to start agreeing more. Well, I hope (laughs) because this is what I am taking from all these sources and being like, okay, I think we've all decided they're going to perform this way. And I think we can all agree. And now properly rated is going to be good and bad, just like overrated. That's only going to be good. And underrated is only going to be bad. So that's just how it is, and so I hope that first subgroup kind of makes sense. Is my QB able to win us big games? Now, the second subgroup, and one of the better storylines of this offseason, direct quote, worst coaching job I've ever seen. Now, who do you think's in that tier? I think there's only one team for that. Uh, the Broncos. The fun, fun Broncos. Now, see... I love the Oh, see, now I'm already skipping the Browns in the first one. I'm, like, looking at my one cheat sheet. Just so you guys know, as you can tell, this is not scripted. I just have, like, my list of subgroups. So to go back to the Browns, I think it's pretty self-explanatory with the Browns. Deshaun Watson's been out of the game for a long time. 
We don't know what he's got. He doesn't have a ton of weapons other than Amari Cooper, but he's an aging Amari Cooper, and he can't do it all. He can't get as much separation as he might have used to, so it's like, can Deshaun Watson use his top five, top ten offensive line to get them over the hump and win some games? He did have the ability to do that on the Texans. Let's see what he's got on the Brown on the Browns. Now, that's my quips, quick synopsis of the Browns because I wanted to get to the next one, which is the Broncos. Now, when you go on the mic, as a coach does, and say this is the worst co- coaching job I've ever seen you're expected to put in big results. And unfortunately, I think they put kind of a target on their back for going 5-12 and 12 last year and not having a ton of differences other than some offensive lineman changes and then their uh, wide receivers getting a little bit hurt. So I look and I think, okay, yes, Sean Payne's a great coach. He can bring things and he made the Saints great, but it wasn't all good at once. So I don't want to get too high on our high horse here. And Russell Wilson's still, you know, we got to see. That last season was weird. I don't know if we can really take a full sample size and be like, that's who Russell is now. So we have to see. But I think teams and people and media members are way too high on the Broncos. It's kind of like what we did last year. People were like, it could be any four of these teams to win this division. Um, Not the Raiders or the Broncos by the end of it and not really the Chargers. The Chiefs were kind of running them over in the whole division. So... Just like I said in the last one, I think the division is going to finish the exact same way. And that, unfortunately, puts the Broncos in third place. I don't think they can beat the Chargers. I don't think they can beat the Chiefs. They might be able to steal a game on the Raiders. So 5-12 and 12 kind of feels like where they might be, maybe 6-11 and 11 or, uh, um, you know. I don't know. I, I just don't look at this roster, and I don't get excited. And I don't really get excited about the defense either other than Pat Sertan. Uh, and Simmons, but Simmons tends to be a little bit injured from time to time. So it's really up to Pat Sertan. Randy Gregory didn't really take that leap like they wanted to him to last year. So as the worst coaching job ever, everyone's like, it can only go up. But uh, are we sure it can only go up? Because the coach can say that, but he's not playing. So we just like the in the Chargers situation, you can call a bad play, but as the QB, you can uh, audible or look at a different read. So it's kind of on the QBs and the players on the field to make that happen. So the only person I'd look out for on this team is Javante Williams. I think he's going to have a bounce back year after that terrible injury he had last year. So keep him on your radar after like week five when he really gets going. All righty. That, that team is alone on its own overrated tier. So next up we have the subgroup of I like the pieces and the pieces aren't the QB situation. Now let me explain. Obviously, these teams have great weapons on both sides of the ball. But the QB situation, and when I say situation, doesn't always mean talent. It just means situation. So take that as you will. This list includes the Bears, the 49ers, the Dolphins, and the Steelers. Now, a lot of you are probably, you know, like, hold on. There's some good teams on there. And I want to make sure we're on the same page about which teams are those good teams. It's clearly the 49ers and the Dolphins. Now, I know we want to get excited about the Steelers and the Bears, but we don't want to get over our skis excited about the uh, Steelers and the Bears because they haven't shown us anything that would um, make us want to, like, be actually surprised. It's like, yes, they got DJ Moore on the Bears, but is that really going to change the last place team of last year? Do we not remember what they went last year? 
everyone, anyone, three and 14. That's what they went. And I just don't think the, the addition of DJ Moore is going to change much because their O-line's a little bit, eh. Can Justin Fields throw the ball more? We're going to have to see. He's going to have to kind of make that Jalen Hurts kind of jump where he shows us that he can throw, not just run. And I think he could, but I'm not ready to historically say that as I look at Jalen Hurts and I knew that kind of transition was going to come. I was a big advocate for him when he came out of college. But Justin Fields, I'm a little bit more worried as he's kind of getting too comfortable with his role being run. So hopefully the schematic, you know, breakdown of that team is going to be a little bit better and they're going to have better plays to get the ball out earlier. But we'll have to see because... I just, I'm not sure on the Bears, and I'm really not sure on the Steelers. I know we're super excited about Kenny Pickett and his next year and George Pickens because Ryan Clark said he's the best player he's seen. Can we all remember who Ryan Clark is? He's an all-pro Hall of Famer for the Steelers. His job is basically a PR for the Steelers. So, yeah, of course he's going to say George Pickens is great and Najee Harris is going to bounce back and Allen Robinson the second who we thought died just last year on the Rams is going to come back and be incredible. Like, let's calm down. They're still rebuilding that O-line. Kenny Pickett still throws with two gloves, which I think is crazy, and I don't know what's going on there. It's like I've seen golfers do that, two hands on the glove, and they're like, it's just better grip. But I'm like, with with football, you want to let go of the ball. With golf club, you don't want to let go of the ball. So I don't really understand that. But I think Kenny Pickett has the makeup to be good, but does he have the weapons? Is uh, George Pickens, is Pat Fryermuth, is, uh, you know, et cetera, going to be good? I don't know. But the defense is without question very good. Cam Hayward and TJ Watt are going to absolutely bully people again. Can the secondary hold up? Can't be all on Fitzpatrick. We'll have to see, but that's why this tier is called. I like all the pieces, but not the QB situation. And now the other two teams, the 49ers and the Dolphins. Now, I see, I've always liked Tua, and this is almost out of his control. He's just gotten banged up way too much. Like, I'm ready for the storylines to be Tua got hit too hard. Should he be playing football anymore? And that's a serious question to ask yourself because it's is it worth it at that point? I don't know. I don't know how the head feels after a hit like that and a hit like that a couple times, but gosh, their pieces are so great. And I just don't know if Tua is going to be able to scramble enough to get out of the way because their O-line's kind of banged up. I'm not sure about Armstead, whether he can keep them protected. And Austin Jackson on the other end. I love Tyreek Hill. I love Jalen Waddell. Raheem Mozart is kind of underrated at this point. And Cedric Wilson Jr. could really pop off this year. So they have great pieces on offense. But Tua, I'm just worried for his health. I don't think It's not that I don't think he can do it. I'm just saying if it comes down to Mike White or Skylar Thompson leading the way, I'm a little less high, and I think they're a little overrated at that point. Because remember, they went 9-8 and eight last year. They didn't burn the house down and get over 10 wins. 9-8. and eight. That's what the Seahawks went, you know, and we're not, we're not overrating the Seahawks again. We're underrating them. A little hint for the future of this podcast. But their defense is a little bit old. They kind of have some issues, you know, defending on the, on the secondary. But we'll see. Can Xavier Howard really pull those guys together? And uh, put some stuff because, I mean, with uh, Ramsey out, it's going to be kind of hard. It's going to be kind of hard. So I put that there. And then the 49ers, we've talked about this almost in length at this point, is I'm just not excited about – I wouldn't be excited for any team that has talks all offseason about how they have three QB options. No, they don't. 
if you have three QB options, you have no options because you do not want to be going into an undefined QB battle heading in. And yeah, like Kenny Pickett, Mr. Irrelevant, hurt his UCL, UCL little elbow injury for like that's very important to a QB position. So I'm just not ready to say he's going to be able to carry Debo, George Kittle, and Christian McCaffrey all the way. They're going to have to carry him. It's going to have to be situational. Shanahan's smart enough to do it, but I think we've gotten to a point where a little overrated. I'm seeing them on power rankings as like higher than the Eagles in some points. Like, yeah, I put them higher than the Cowboys, but I'm not putting them higher than the Eagles, and I'm not putting them higher than the Seahawks by all that much. You know, yes, they have a better defense. That's why I put them above the Seahawks. But if you give the Seahawks the same defense, I think we're I think we're talking about the Seahawks as a Super Bowl contender. Uh, the same way we're talking about the 49ers. So keep that in mind. I just I just don't think even Sam Darnold, if he gets some snaps, is really going to change anything, even though he is the prototypical QB. So that's that. And then the last subgroup here of the overrated tiers is the – did you see that clip on Instagram? Now, a lot of you, I hope these tier – these subgroup names have been, you know, just making you instantly think about the team. And that team is the Colts. Now we're really excited about the Colts as a as a country and as a NFL fans, but why I say that is all we're caring about is watching Anthony Richardson throw it 400 yards in practice off of one foot. Like we haven't seen that before. First of all, there's been a ton of dudes with big arms, and second of all, who, who who's ever throwing stuff like that? That's interceptions. Like what do we? I don't want to see anyone leaving their feet to throw the ball. It's like in basketball where they're like, don't jump for the block. And then the dudes always jump on the pump fake. Like what, what, why is that all that matters? Yes. Shane Steichen's going to be great. He's essentially Jalen hurts with the bigger arm 2.0, but like he's a rookie that played like 12 games in college. I don't, I'm not ready to be like, these guys are going to really go from four and 12 to 800 and 500. You know what I mean? I think they're going to be around 4-12 and 12 again. Like Teams don't make the big leaps like you might think they do. Teams that make leaps are the ones that were on the playoff lines, like the Dolphins and like the Browns. So they're like right there. Like they, could, they flip a couple more games. They might win the Seahawks, you know, the Titans, the Jaguars. Those are the teams that are going to make the bigger leaps. But a 5, let's remember, they're 4-12, and 12 and Jonathan Taylor just requested a trade as of today when recording this. So... Take that as you will. Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, Isaiah McKenzie, will they be able to carry him? It's a good offensive line. Give him time to throw. But will he be throwing sidearm one-foot throws down the field? They will be cool when he catches them. But we'll be like, oh, my gosh, fourth quarter. Anthony Richardson just threw a deep ball to put it 7-28. to They're coming back on the Chiefs. Like That's the type of stories that we're going to see or conveniently get left out of tweets on social media. So... I think they're a little bit overrated in the sense like, let's remember, Anthony Richardson is the most raw prospect out of all the QBs there. Okay, that's the overrated. Just a little rundown. It's the Cowboys, Chargers, Panthers, 49ers, Bears, Browns, Broncos, Dolphins, Colts, Steelers. Those are my uh, overrated teams there. And now as I'm saying that, I think I just forgot to talk about the Panthers again. And I think that is why... They're overrated because I think we're talking about them too much. And I just am kind of getting tired of talking about them and being like, Bryce Young's too small or he's the first overall pick or they have great pieces and Frank Wright's great. 
Like, just let them play. They're seven and ten last year. Let them figure it out. The pressure that's being put on the Panthers due to them taking the first overall pick, even though they weren't the worst team in the NFL, is just it's a little maddening. So let's not overrate them. It's just unfair to them. That's probably why I didn't put them in a subgroup because they don't need to be in that kind of situation. They just need to play ball, and it's a wide-open division. If they finish second, I'd call it a success. But I think we're starting to overrate them to being like they have the best prospect coming out of the draft, and that's all that they're going to need. But we'll see. Let's give them. Let's give them some time. They don't really have a wide receiver one or a running back one to play with on that side of the ball. So just remember that. Okay, underrated. Now this is more fun to talk about because underrated. There's a lot of fans that are going to be happy, you know, going into this section. They're going to be like, yeah, it's about time we started talking about my team a little bit more. But yeah, let's jump into it. So the first subgroup is there's not enough film, but could have the talent and great weapons. Now that, those two teams uh, are the Packers and the Falcons. Now you might be saying, oh, whoa, whoa, Jordan Love. Are we, are we about to do a Jordan Love tangent? Yes. Yes, we are. What, and, and, and also Desmond Ritter. Yes, yes, we are. And not just a Desmond Ritter, but a Tyler Heineke that could come in and easily do a great job. So why I title it is because they have the great weapons and we don't have enough tape on these guys. We just don't. I'm tired of the narrative that Jordan loves a bust when we don't know. He was backing up Aaron Rodgers. There was no way they were going to put him in the last three years. No way. 0% chance because they could have won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers on the team just solely with that purpose. So don't tell me there's not enough training camp footage or anything like that. Oh, who cares? They went 8-9 and nine last year with Aaron Rodgers, and that was his Aaron Rodgers' most down season. Now think of Jordan Love jumping a little younger, a little fresher. It's simpler offense, but they have great weapons. They have one of the best tandem running backs, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, both acting as basically pass catchers. We saw Christian Watson really figure it out by the end of last year, and Romeo Dobbs isn't bad. We're, not, we're riding him off a little bit. Plus Luke Musgrave, which I think might be one of the stories of this this season where he's just one of those tight ends that's absolutely incredible. Already getting first team reps, I bet he will be the starter when uh, the year starts. And so, come on, it's the Packers. They don't have a bad team. Like, what? Are, what? Are, why are we saying that? Look at their defense too. They have a lot of great pieces. Jair Alexander's still there. Razul Douglas is still there. You know, they've got Devontae Wyatt, those young guys. We've got Preston Smith still there. Campbell, Quay Walker, young guy. I don't know. I think we're kind of undervaluing them because they have great talent, and Jordan Love just needs to run the Matt LeFleur offense. I think Matt LeFleur is going to either catch a lot of great, great PR this year or a lot of bad PR based on how it goes, and that's always how it goes. I don't, I'm not saying anything crazy there, but come on. We're writing them off a little too soon. So, that's the Packers and also the Falcons. Desmond Ritter. I mean, can we remember what he did at Cincinnati? Like he brought them to the to the Final Four. Like that's crazy. Yes, they had a great defense and a great overall team, but that's the AAC, not a Power Five team. The AAC. So Desmond Ritter's there. Taylor Heineke's there. He led the Commanders to a really good season last year with what he could work with. Let's remember that. And they have. Probably the most explosive young talent offense in the league behind one of the top five offensive lines. So they have Bijan Robinson now, who they added this year. Tyler Aglier, I can't, I'm, I'm gonna say that name wrong, Algier, 
was incredible last year and kind of forgotten with his last couple games of the year. Cordell Patterson's still there. I mean, he might be a little older, but let's see a punt return or two. I think he's still got it. Drake London and Kyle Pitts, two of the most dynamic players in college. Didn't get to really show off, mostly because of scheming for Kyle Pitts. And then second of all, Drake London was watching Mariota throw to him all day. So it was kind of a little bit harder. So this is a very run-heavy team. I think they're going to continue doing that with such a deep backfield in terms of running. But I don't I don't want to write off Desmond Ritter. And we've seen enough tape on Tyler Heineke to be like, he can win you some big games, especially against division rivals. If Taylor Heineke plays every division game, they're winning four of those, at least half. So I'm just, I'm just, I don't want, they have great weapons and we don't have enough film. So they're underrated. They're underrated at that point, both of which are in two divisions that are kind of up for grabs right now. So they can surprise people and be a two seed wild card in the NFC. So don't write them off. Okay. Next up, we have. What you need in today's NFL is explosive offenses. Now, that reigns true. You're like, duh, Captain Obvious over here. Well, these teams are underrated because they have explosive offenses and nobody's talking about them. Well, they're talking about some of them, but not in the truest form that they should be. So this group uh, is the Seahawks, the Ravens, the Jets, and the Jaguars. Now, you might be saying, we've been talking about the Jets. It's on hard knocks. It's everywhere. Everyone thinks Trevor Lawrence is the next coming of, you know, the great insert great quarterback here and then the Ravens and the Seahawks it's almost like redemption years for these like do it again years for the two QBs that are running the ship there but these teams have insane offenses and that's what you need if you want to win you need to win in shootouts it's not just defense and both of these teams all four of these teams have great offenses the Jets and the Wilson and Rodgers connection is going to be unreal two great running backs the Ravens, Lamar Jackson doesn't need a weapon, but they got him another one in Zay Flowers. They got Odell Beckham. Mark Andrews is the number two tight end in the NFL. I, J.K. Dobbins, like Gus Edwards, they're going to be incredible. Seahawks, I mean, they have the best three wide receiver tandem in the in the league. DK, undervalued for whatever reason. Tyler Lockett, deep ball expert. And number three, JSN, who was just burning Trevon Diggs in a preseason game. Now, I know that's not super impressive to those that actually watch football film. And you're like, yeah, Trayvon Diggs does get beat a lot. Yeah, that's how it works. But he's a starting cornerback. And JSN, a rookie, is doing that. And let's name all the great, you know, Ohio State wide receivers that came in and made huge differences on the NFL. And then the Jaguars. I mean, the ETN-Lawrence connection is going to be great in the backfield. They obviously have, you know, Calvin... (laughs) Calvin Ridley, everyone's favorite degenerate gambler gambler coming back. They got um, Zay Jones, Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk. Like, come on, that's a great offense. That's a great offense. I know we all thought Christian Kirk was a little overvalued when he got that contract, but he's honestly playing well. Like, I'm not mad about that contract anymore. Evan Ingram kind of proved himself last year that it was kind of the Giants weren't very good. That's why I wasn't very good. And then, yeah, Zay Jones, deep ball, and Calvin Ridley will just be literally your wide receiver one any day of the week if you need him to. So we're not super hyped on any of these teams' defenses necessarily. Maybe the Ravens more than the rest of them, but it's what you need. You need big, you need big wins with big, win to- with big score totals. That's how it works. So that's why these teams are all kind of underrated and could make a run at their NFC-AFC uh, championship when it's all said and done.
Okay, next subgroup. This one is the, we just don't know yet. Yeah, and this team consists of one team. Take a guess. Nope, not that team. Ah, uh, there you go. No, I'm joking. <laughs> what it is is the Washington Commanders. Now, Sam Howell. We don't know. He, we could have put him in the overrated. We just don't have enough film yet. We, we could have put him in the underrated, not enough film, but great weapons, but we're not super convinced yet on their great weapons as they, I think they only have two great weapons. I think everybody else is a little eh. So I just said, we don't know yet. New ownership, Ron Rivera, new offense under the enemy. They went eight and eight last year. Sam Howell starting now, but they could put in Jacoby Brissett. He's a veteran. He's been under Tom Brady. He knows a thing or two. So we just don't know yet. I'm a little more optimistic on them as they love to mess up any everybody's day in the NFC East. Giants are like, we're on our way to a great season. Then they lose twice to the Commanders. Cowboys are like, we're, we're the Cowboys, America's team. And then the Commanders come and beat them. And you're like, oof. What do you have to say about that? And then the Eagles kind of you know run the division. So I'm not as worried about that. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Commanders beat each of those teams once and some of them twice this year. Plus, they have an easier schedule to work with. I just think you give Howell a little bit of time. He's looked good in the in the preseason so far. So I'm not ready to say they're properly rated or overrated because we just don't know. No one can say either. So they're underrated by default. That's how that works. Unfortunately, I've just made that up. But yeah, that's the only team in that subgroup. And then the last one is the subgroup. Teams I don't want to play even if they are quote-unquote bad. And that team consists of the one-man wrecking crew, Derrick Henry. <laughs> no, it consists of the Titans. No one can tell me when they see the Titans on the schedule that they're like, yeah, that's a win. You know, when they're doing their with their friends, like, oh, here's all of our wins. Here's how our season's going to end out. Every team, time you get to the Titans, you're kind of like, ah, I just don't want to play the Titans. I just don't. So by default, they're underrated. They're 7-10 and 10 last year. They still have Tannehill. They still have Derrick Henry. They've added DeAndre Hopkins. Trayvon Burke. Traylon Burks is a little, little shaked up, but we'll see. I think he'll bounce back. And then they have a decent O line. It's not an offense. It's not a terrible O line, but it's decent. And then they have the the biggest question mark is the in betweens. So they have the Simmons on defense, and they have uh, Kevin on uh, Kevin Bird in the back. Yes, I think both of those guys are great, but everyone else, I'm like, ooh, I don't know who these guys are. <laughs> I don't know what their stats are, but I can't tell you because I don't know. But here's that's what I that's why they're underrated because who knows? These guys are all trying to prove themselves. They're all trying to make a name, and Vrabel's not going to let anybody turn over. He doesn't want a high draft pick. He's, he's looking for legacy here. He just wants to win. So Tannehill's going to be great. Malik Willis might get some playing time. We'll see about Will Levis. He's a little shaken up, but... Can't write off that arm talent. So I don't want anybody to tell me that they're like, yeah, Titans are an easy win. They're overrated or that they're properly rated. I think, yeah, they might take a step back and not go 7-10, and 10, but 6-11, uh, and 11, I'm still just as scared. Or 5-12, and 12, just as scared. They're the, they would be the scariest 5-12 and 12 team I play all year. So that's why they're underrated. And when you see a man like Derrick Henry – You'll you'll see why he is a massive human, and I've seen enough stiff arms to know that he's going to be a menace. And I'm going to pick him up on my fantasy team if I can. Good old line or not, he is just that. He's built different, so that is why they're underrated. Alrighty, 
two groups down. Let's go into the last groups. This is the properly rated tier. Now, remember when I said I did properly rated based on what the narratives are out there. There are good teams being told they're good teams. There are bad teams being told they're bad teams. That's what I mean by properly rated. People aren't stretching and being like, oh, I really think the Dolphins are going to win it all and two is going to stay healthy. Like that could be a stretch, like I said. Or we're looking at the Seahawks being like, gosh, once again, everyone's like 49ers are going to win that division. Write that in zone. That's underrated. So now we're talking about the properly rated teams. Now this subgroup is the most is the most massive of all of them. I mean this this category as a whole. So these subgroups are pretty big. So we're kind of just gonna roll through them a little bit quicker. Because you know subgroups, you're like these these fans usually know what their teams are. You know they're they're like yeah we're good or yeah we're we're gonna suck. So there's no in between there. So the first subgroup is there's nothing that I don't like. Now this team are by far maybe the three best teams in the NFL, the Chiefs, Bengals and Eagles. Now, I'm not I don't I don't like I don't dislike anything on the team. I like everything. I love Jalen Hurts, I love Joe Burrow, and I love Patrick Mahomes. It's kind of all you have to say. But with Jalen Holmes, for whatever reason, you have to kind of vouch for him a little bit more. Well, he's the most dual threat quarterback in the NFL. He's literally a Josh Allen on the ground. Because he's, he's bigger than Lamar Jackson, but can move like Lamar, but is big like Josh. And then he can throw. He proved that all last year and in the Super Bowl. He's a runner-up behind Patrick Mahomes. So, And he's only going to get better because his weapons are great. Devontae Smith's going to continue to take that step. A.J. Brown, we never know. But, I mean, his first year in Philly, pretty good, uh, pretty good start. Great O-line, probably the best O-line in the NFL. And then their defense is young. It's Georgia University back there. And then the Bengals. Yes, Joe Burrow, I'm scared of every time he moves his body because he's getting hurt way too much. And we don't know when we're going to see him. But say he rolls in week six, his calf's healed up, they could rattle off the next eight games straight. I wouldn't be surprised. Then the Chiefs of the Chiefs, like no comment. How, how can you say you dislike something? The only thing you can dislike is Chris Jones' contract dispute. And I agree. I hate that. Pay the man. What are we doing? Why is Bosa not paid either on the 49ers? Golly, these owners are just not wanting to pay like a million or two million dollars more. Like, let's let's just keep your people happy and keep players happy. Just pay them. Pay them. I promise you'll have enough money. <laughs> so that's the nothing I don't like. Pretty self-explanatory. Next subgroup, the Caleb Williams sweepstake. Now, for all of you that don't follow college football, essentially he is the next Joe Burrow. He's the next Lamar Jackson. He's the next Jalen Hurts. He is what everybody wants. Now, it's so funny. As I said, Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts, and nobody wanted those guys, like, first overall. So don't take that. Don't, don't, uh, I take back what I said. Those guys were underrated coming out. But Joe Burrow, think of him like that. The next coming of insert your favorite quarterback. Caleb Williams is going to come out of USC with his hair on fire, ready to be the first overall pick. And these teams need them, need him, or need somebody like him. Cardinals, Buccaneers, and Raiders. Now, I know everyone's like, oh, yeah, whoa, whoa. Kyler Murray, still around. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think they might uh, move on. They might have a little force, a little Kawhi Leonard situation here. We might have a little, I want to leave Arizona situation because it's all new people in the building. They're not tied to Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray's a little banged up right now, so we might not see him for a while. So Caleb Williams might be looking good, a little fresh start, a little bit bigger. 
maybe a little bit more bigger arm, a little more, you know, accurate. We'll see. I think Kyler Murray's great, but I don't think he's career changing, like organizational changing as we might have thought previously. Then the Buccaneers. I mean, I don't think they're rolling with Kyle Trask. They haven't given him a fair shake. They're like, bring in Baker. That's what we need. And Baker, I mean, maybe some momentum in a new place. He didn't have a terrible end of the season with the Rams last year. So, but they're not, neither of those two are the next, next up for their franchise. So yeah, they're going to look for something new in the draft and probably be be tanking because Tom Brady is gone for now. And then the Raiders, everyone's like, whoa, hold on. You watch that game. Aiden Connell. Aiden O'Connell, see, I didn't even get his name right. Sorry, bro, you were actually, like, really solid in that game. But you know what I mean? We're like, Purdue quarterback is going to be taking over. But if you had the option, think of it this way, to take the first overall pick of Caleb Williams or whatever quarterback you want, or would you take, you want to ride it with your uh, Aiden O'Connell in the backfield or Jimmy G if he's still around because I can't forget about him. Yeah, I think you might take that shot. They might try to convince themselves, like, we should just get, like, Marvin Harrison Jr. Well, you already have Devontae. Well, yeah, he might force his way out. So, yeah, that might be great. But your defense is trash. Crosby can't do it all. He can't sack someone every single time. So, I think these three teams know that they're properly rated. Everyone's not expecting much. They're all picking them at the bottom. So, they could be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Okay, next group. The narrative is always the same. Now, this is a pretty big group in terms of these four teams. So, we have the Bills, the Vikings, the Rams, and the Saints. Now, when I say the narrative is always the same, we never go into an offseason in these past, let's say, four or five years. And I know, I have only been doing this for a month now, so you might not believe that I watched stuff. But yeah, that's what I do. I watch, you know, all the stuff on online. So... The Bills, the narrative's always the same. Can they take that step? Josh Allen's amazing. Let's do it. Stephon Diggs is great. A little disgruntled. Defense is great, but it's cold and it's hard to run the ball in the in the in November and December. Oh wait, can they beat the good teams? Or is Mahomes just running the show? He's he is Bills Mafia. Who knows? Or Joe Burrow coming in, surprising people, taking that step. The narrative is always the same. And it's kind of running out. And I feel like we're going to be in this limbo of wherever Josh Allen's there and they just have pieces, they don't have pieces. That's just how it's going to work. And then that leads perfectly into, you know, the Vikings. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. He's not going to have the flash, the razzle-dazzle. Is he going to take your team to the next step? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm not here to tell you I think he is. They have Justin Jefferson. They always they had Dalvin Cook. You know, Adam Thielen was great. But their defense, it was only good with Harrison Smith and Hunter for a little bit of time. And so you just got these the narratives the same. They're just kind of in limbo. Like they could be, you know, like like the Vikings last year. Would they go? 13 and 4, but had like a negative point differential? Like they could easily be 8 and 8, and we'd all be like, yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. So it remains the same with those two top teams. And then obviously the Rams and the Saints are kind of in this like cap hellhole. They've really put themselves in it by just spending too much during their Super Bowl era runs. And now they just they tried to keep those eras continuing and they spent more money. And unfortunately, dynasties are few and far between. It's very hard to keep that up. So you look at those two teams, you think, okay, they have 
you know, Sean McVay coaching the coaching the Rams. He's great. They have great weapons and Cup and Stafford, but Stenson Bennett might play a little bit. But what's their running back situation? And their O line's kind of old. Like, and Aaron Donald is he uh, still got it? I think so. I don't think he's never not gonna got it, but he's gonna be worth a lot of money as these contracts continue on. And then the Saints, gosh, they've been the Saints have been the same since Drew Brees. They're kind of like the Colts in that aspect, but have really come out and won a couple more games, so it looks a little bit better, but. They're on Derek Carr now. They're on Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton. Like, okay, I don't know. I don't know. And Michael Thomas doesn't still got it. I don't think he's going to blow anything up. So I think all of these teams are properly rated for where they're going to finish. Bills are going to come up short. Vikings are going to lose in primetime. Rams are going to be bad. Saints are going to be eh. Could win the division, but no one's going to take them seriously. That's, that's kind of the narrative. And then the next subgroup. We call this the glow up. Now, this team probably had the best offseason overall. for, And we say that because this franchise has been down bad forever. The Lions. I mean, we're excited about the Lions. Top 5-0 line. Jared Goff looks like the old Jared Goff during the Rams days. And they have great weapons across the board. We have rookie Jameson Williams is going to be great once he stops gambling. We got, uh, gosh, I got to like pull up their roster right now because their team is legit here we go yeah jameer gibbs coming out of alabama i think he's gonna be great david montgomery is there to help uh help hold things together they got teddy bridge uh teddy bridgewater rocking number 50 i think that's awesome amon st brown is awesome jameson williams like i said you know gambling uh sam laporta could be a little under underrated new tight end in the building you know i think he's got he can make things happen and can act as a, like another blocker. And then on defense, I mean, Lord, this this team, Aiden Hutchinson, amazing. Jack Campbell, great rookie. Uh, Alex Anz- Anzalon, oh, I don't even know how to say his name, but he's got the long flow and I know he's got something to him. And then the it's really their secondary that's really got all that. They got Emmanuel Mosby. They got uh, Mosley, I mean, Jerry Jacobs, Tracy Walker. Uh, Kirby Joseph, and then a lot of guys like on the injured list, like CJ Gardner Johnson's a little bit banged up, so we'll see Cameron Sutton a little bit more. So I just I just think they had a great glow up, and I think they're properly rated. People are almost underrating them, where they're like, let's not get too high. They haven't won the division in a long time, but their division's up for grabs. They had a great end of the season, like just carry that momentum. And that's the Lions right there. So let's go into. Um, the uh great coach not a great roster sorry my wife is laughing at me over here i don't know oh she's sneezing i thought she was laughing at that take i was like dang i thought the lines are pretty good yeah (laughs) that was crazy okay sorry for anybody that heard that but okay this is the last subgroup and then everyone in this apartment can sneeze as much as they want but (laughs) we got (laughs) we have the great coach not a great roster so, and this one is the Giants, Texans, and Patriots. Now, Bill Belichick, that goes without saying, great coach. Kind of, you know, rigid in his ways, not really adapting to the new NFL, but they're just like the Titans. You don't want to play them. They're properly rated, might finish last in the division, but we're all, we all have seen enough Bill Belichick to be like, he's still great. We're not going to doubt any of that. Right off into the sunset one of these days, Bill, and we'll remember you forever. No problem. And then the Giants, big turnaround year, all 
because of the coach. I mean, Brian Dable really carried that team last year, and people are like, no, it's Daniel Jones really stepping up. It really wasn't. He's still super average and can just run the ball a little bit more because Dable's like, please run. Don't throw as much. So, And they just don't have great weapons. I'm not sold on Hodgins, Slayton, Campbell. Like, ugh. I'm mostly excited about their Jalen Hyatt guy, but he could just be a speedster that catches a couple great Instagram, Twitter-worthy uh, catches, but that's about it. Darren Waller's great. Their O-line's meh, okay. Saquon Barkley's great. Let's see him healthy for a little bit longer, kind of like McCaffrey. And then their defense is meh. I think they're just super properly rated. They're like third place in the division. No one's talking crazy about them. They're like, they barely made it last year in the playoffs. They could miss it this year and it wouldn't bat an eye. So it's up to Brian Dable to really bring them to the to the motherland again. And he kind of deserves to be in a better spot after how well he's doing here on the Giants. But last but not least is the Texans. Now with the Texans, you might be saying, oh, new head coach. How are they? Uh, how are they all that? Well, I just think D'Amico Ryan's is going to be a great coach. There's no bad coaches that come off of uh, Shanahan. Like we're even seeing Sala kind of getting some some love. We see Mike McDaniel's getting a ton of love. I think it's going to be the same thing. Yes, he's defensive oriented, but I really think he's going to develop a staff around him that lets them run fun offenses. You know, like we we're seeing the Schottenheimers. You know, and we're seeing the uh, Steikens out there that will be on his team and be under his coaching staff. So when they go, whatever they go, they went three and 13 last year. Let's get four and 12, five and 11. I think we're going to be like, dang, that was a good job. They don't have a great O-line. CJ Stroud is going to have a lot of growing pains and they don't have any weapons like Robert Woods, Damian Pierce, best two weapons on their team. Everyone else, I'm like, eh. So the defense is going to kind of have to take that that step. Will Anderson's got to be great, kind of like Aiden Hutchinson was last year. Derek Stingley Jr., some people have forgotten about him. He's got to be great. Jimmy Ward from the 49ers, I think he'll be a really good uh, um, help in the back, in the back, back like safeties with Jalen uh, Petrie. Like those two guys are really going to have to stop the big plays from happening. So overall, I think he's already a great coach, and we haven't even seen a season of him yet but I'm excited to see what he, he's got, and they're very properly rated. They could be in the top five picks next year, and I don't think anybody would be upset. They'd be like, yep, that's understandable. So that's what I have to round out the properly rated group. So to restate those teams, as the NFL properly rated teams, we have the Giants, the Eagles, Chiefs, Raiders, Cardinals, Patriots, Bills, Lions, Vikings, Saints, Bengals, Texans, Buccaneers, Rams. And there you have it. That's that's my uh, overrated, underrated, properly rated list. Now, I hope when we come to the end of the season, just like I've said at every point and turn on every episode, I hope we can look back and remember how right I was on this. But again, I'm, I'm going to be wrong on some of these things. Some of these teams are going to take that step. But I think those teams that are going to take that step are the ones that are slightly underrated, not the ones that are slightly overrated. So we will have to see how the season plays out again. I really appreciate those that are still listening right now. It's super fun to produce these. And I'm just, as you can tell, just working out the kinks, just learning how to talk on a mic, learning how to, you know, say the stats. Cause I swear I, I listen to sports stuff all day. And I think I like, remember what I'm going to say. And I just don't. So 
that's just uh, how how it goes here in the podcast world when you're uh, interviewing yourself, essentially. I was telling some friends that at, at the bar the other day, I was like, it's really weird to just be talking into a mic to myself. So I need to have more people on. If you want to be on, hit me up. If you know me, you know me. Hit me up. Let's do this thing. Let's get some things popping. And again, follow me on threads. Like, subscribe, comment, review it. That'd be great. All of that is super helpful. And uh, just really appreciate all the downloads that have happened so far and all the support that I've got from uh, family, friends, and new people that I've met online. So as you can tell, no, uh, no good ending to this thing like usual. So have a great rest of your week. Have a good drink. Have a good meal, you know, whatever you do at the end of nights and enjoy this on your commute or uh, after work as you're falling asleep at night. I don't know, whatever you want. So without further ado, cheers, everyone.